calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny show and podcast. <laughs> Today joining me is Fran Mirabella. Sean Finnegan is back by popular request. That's right. The five people out there. <laughs> now I got it on my Twitter. Yeah. They wanted you back, and here you are. Yes. Yeah. Glad to be back. Today we're going to be grading the new weapon designs, if you didn't know. Bungie released a bunch of screenshots of the new weapons. We're super excited. Uh, Suros had a pre-order bonus thingy that caused a lot of confusion, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to talk about the pre-order bonus thingy and if it's good or not. That's right. And then finally, we're going to talk about how Trials is going random and whether or not we like it. Sounds so like a good show. Yes, it's going to be an amazing show, friend. <laughs> Positivity. That's what. That's we're what I'm today. here for, man. Yeah. Negative <laughs> Nellies. No, so I'm let's, just kidding. Let's get right into it. We're going to look at the new weapons. I, I put some slides behind us on the television. So, Haka. Haka, yeah. That's that's how Deed says you say it. That's uh, this new company and uh, their weapons. Foundry. That's right. Is the technical. So term. yeah, and, and maybe just as a quick precursor, right? We all had Foundry. seen Soros branding very clearly, right? When oh, Soros yeah. came up, and then they've now sort of announced that as a foundry. Um, and really a brand for weapons uh, that's making weapons. Yeah, I kind of like it. Borderlands does this. Really, really interested. Uh, we're going to look at each of them. Uh, some stuff to cover off on. Uh, concept art by Josh Cross, Jesse Van Duke, yeah. Adrian Majerzak. Sorry, guys. Wow, you should Mark have not Van even bothered going through that list. Heitzma. Stop Man. saying their names. <laughs> go to Bungie.net yeah, go to and check out all the names. Sandbox yeah. designer John Wisenixki, <laughs> Raj Nottam is the lead artist, Dave Stammel, and Matt Leike. Okay, the technical analysis. You literally butchered John every single one of them. Nailed their names. it. No, <laughs> nailed it. John Wisniewski. It's clearly that one's easier to say. Anyway, sorry if anybody from Bungie listens. I just apologize for every show. Now, uh, so talking about Haka, hammers, not scalpels. 
relatable design hearkening back to a lost era. Haka is not about exciting form. It's about exciting function. A weapon's weapon. Haka is the instrument of the people. So here they're talking a little bit about like the design pillars for how these weapons are going to function in the game. You can kind of look and see at the design right now. Like they are very functional. They're not flashy. This they're not like futuristic looking. And this is it in engine. Yeah, Haka is described right. Uh, correct me, right? I think you just read it. It's more simplistic and functional. Mm-hmm. The way you read it was very <laughs> oh, confusing. Critique, um, critique. But no, We're being positive today. Utilitarian. Yeah. Right. It's simple. It's a hammer, right? Hammer, not scalpel. That's a way to think Relatable about design, hearkening back to a lost era. That's right. So kind of reminiscent of weaponry that we might have seen in prior, uh, like, you know, 500 years in the past mm-hmm. uh, yeah, in the Guardian lore, which is really cool because a lot of the weapons we've seen so far have been very, what you might consider like futuristic military, right? Mm-hmm. Like definitely sci-fi, and these don't have that same sort of like feel to them. You they mean in like general throughout the game? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They they do vary it up, but a lot of the stuff leans more into the future sci-fi. Yeah, stuff. sci-fi. I mean, but it there is, is sci-fi stuff game. that like Last Word that's in between it, like No Land Beyond and yeah. things like that. But um, but these very clearly look like you know something that you might actually. I don't want to throw it out there, but something that wouldn't be out of place in like a Call of Duty. Game. I know. I was just thinking the same thing. Like something that feels a little bit more grounded in a reality that we know to be our own reality. Right. Uh, overall, I really like the design. We haven't had a chance to uh, use any of these, so today we're just going to kind of look at them and grade the overall design of these weapons. Some of the other ones we have had a chance with. Um, I like these a lot. I think out of the three, these are my third favorite, maybe? What do you guys think? Yeah, they're not my favorite design out of everything, but as Sean put it, they match the the goal, which is right there, a tool. It, there's just some basic like teeth on it almost, and it's square. Um, and you're like right, it's shot. not out of place with like how you might even imagine, you know, these guns in uh, more of a modern warfare type game. You know, it's they're the Ford of guns and not the Lamborghinis. It's not about oh, flash. Man, it's not about pretty. Hey, I drive a Ford. I love Ford. You were breaking Joseph Cross, uh, Jesse. Vitt- no, I'm just. <laughs> but I think that's. I think, like I said, that's actually something I think Destiny needed. Yeah. Like in terms of design, I like the design of them. I think it's functional. Um, I don't like the color scheme. Mm-hmm. Like I think the they're ha- a little. We're talking about Hakka. Yeah, I think yeah. they're a little bland. But that's the intent. Yeah, it is again. Like you know, the way I would put this too is like it's like when everybody gets whatever the light beyond Nemesis uh, Warlock helmet, or you're wearing these amazing things. When everybody's wearing them, mm-hmm. it's just like everything yeah. is overdone and nothing special anymore, which is why I have my tower More shaders, uh, outfit, please. As I often talk about my casual uh, tower. Fran takes so long to get ready for anything. <laughs> you have a in casual real life outfit in Destiny. Yeah. in Destiny? Yeah, I go back to the original, like, kind of, it's like the robe that you get in the very beginning. That's um, amazing. Which is awesome. But anyway, well, the point is, yeah. what makes those special in this case is, assuming everyone's not using them, they stand out more as the simplistic, yeah, hammer uh, type set. So I, I think that's cool. We're going to move on to Amalon, my favorite design. Uh, let's read their description. Uh, experimental, bordering on irresponsible, powered by barely understood technology, a fusion of the mad scientist and project <laughs> product engineer of the new frontier. Hallmark is the liquid ammo displays and Amalon power cells. Amalon. Is the future return? Yeah, these are little poems, you know, that are haikus or whatever. Design pillars. Yeah. But Um, it's more. Looking at them, though, oh, they look so good. I love how they look. 
so, simplistic black. So they're energy-based. Yeah. yeah, if you read the description, these are mm-hmm. energy-based. So meaning like the function, like in terms of design, they're supposed to be a little are you lighter. Sure? <laughs> exactly. Pointing lighter to and yeah, with less moving parts and mm-hmm. definitely smaller and you can mm-hmm. kind of see that in the design is they look very smooth and functional as if like I hate to say it but like you know how all of Apple's products are designed from one piece of aluminum like mm-hmm. and there's not multiple yeah. pieces put together that's the design that kind of these guns mm-hmm. yeah to me reminds these are, me of. these are closer to like the Vestian dynasty maybe where it's just that simple you know, it's like mostly white, simple, and it mm-hmm. shoots energy. I mean, you should, I think, like, read Doesn't the... that shotgun, or that's the sniper rifle, yeah, right? Sniper. Yeah, mm-hmm. That looks like one big block of metal, like not multiple ones. This assembled, is know? my favorite of this... all of the guns. This is why I made it our, our the sniper? image for the week. Yeah, uh, this looks sniper like a rail just gun. looks awesome. This reminding yeah. anybody else of uh, Fifth Element? I'm pretty sure. Sure, why not? I think yeah. it was, was it Fifth Element? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. It's either that or like a... Maybe like Oblivion or something. Anyway, I mean, obviously, sci-fi inspirations come from everywhere. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it is ripped off from Fifth Element, just for the record. <laughs> just reminding me of that. Yeah, a very lot of people have compared forward. the Vex to the Fifth Element. Also. That's a good point. It's oh, probably an inspiration. Yeah. Well, there's actually yeah. that joke. Look it up with uh, Gary Oldman holding. It's yeah. really close to the Vex. Yeah. That one gun he uses. <laughs> Gary Oldman had the Vex before anybody. That's yeah, exactly. The, that's the um, meme. But you should real yeah. fast, Destin. Can you read through the the instead of the you know poem there the actual details of the gun of Amon? Uh, the sniper? No, no, no. The, if okay. you could read through the just the right. core details, right? Pioneers of energy weaponry, Amalon is the first foundry to experiment beyond the world of combustion ballistics. Sporting lighter, ergonomic frames, Amalon weapons all start with generous base handling stats to build from. Amalon talent grids focus on behavioral perks over stat customization. Legendary talent grids are the only weapons that offer three perks. One as the first non-scope upgrade, and two as a binary choice, almost got through it, in the final column. Perk selections favor perks that are energy-based and or go beyond the weapon to interact with the wielder's abilities or status. (laughs) Well, we need to practice this. Um, But the point is it's energy-based, and you'll find as you read through this, right, and we'll get to Soros. Soros is a very customizable set. This is somewhere in between. but the point is it's very – it's kind of – you know, it's more on the energy side of things and less on the maybe attributes of the scope or this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's definitely – yeah, you're going to kind of have to look through each one of these and figure out maybe what works for your play style. You yeah. Know, they've thought a lot about that. Haka Haka's uh, simplified set of scopes work best for the weapon, front-loaded perk nodes. This is the previous one we looked at. Mm-hmm. Um their perks are focused on offensive actions and combat tactics. Yeah, so, okay. exactly. So each one, their perks are laid out. And their out. pulse rifles fire a burst of four rounds. I found that interesting. Yeah, With instead of three. Just to match the DPS of a three-round burst. I don't like that, personally. Yeah, I normally don't like yeah. more bullets with less DPS, but... Yeah. Um, well, the same DPS. Well, sorry, yeah. with less damage per bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, so you know, this, we'll see. This particular handgun, we actually got to use it at E3. Yeah. It's pretty solid. It wasn't really anything special, though. It wasn't leveled. Yeah, so we, we didn't, didn't really get, get the... to experience anything. Yeah. And it was all E3 build. So, yeah. yeah. It felt it felt good, but, like, you know, it was just one of those, like, love that sniper. You know, unoptimized <laughs> guns at the time. Overall, if it looks like. That sniper's good. That'll be a new sniper I use often. Overall, it looks like Bungie's paying really close attention to making the weapons feel unique via the perks and the nodes as opposed to, like, Generally, in the past, we've had minus a couple of really nifty perks that made guns really interesting. You'd get things like, you know, 
perks that increase or decrease the reload speed or the scopes yeah. and stuff, like kind of generic ones. And these ones all seem to have very different ideas for what the foundries want yeah. to do with yeah. their mm-hmm. weapons. And that's exactly the point, right? Is like you're not going to get, you know, a Haka gun that is randomized that suddenly it almost feels like the Suros gun that you got. Mm-hmm. It's not going to have some of the same. I hope they take away stuff, rerolls so. on. Some a lot of these weapons because the I'll whole bet you a lot of these system, ones won't. Only I'll bet you yeah. only the PvP weapons will in the future. The whole re-rolling system really took away a lot of the the special feeling about guns that you had for me anyway. Like all the guns in prison weren't that special to me. Well, and, that uh, was just because that's not because of rolling. That's the, because those guns suck. Yeah, the queen's <laughs> guns weren't really special either. So yeah. it, it, hopefully these have like. It, standouts. It doesn't sound like you yeah. can really. Well, maybe you could re-roll them, but it would be within maybe the randomized perks that they mm-hmm. get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but obviously, they are very specific and tuned to a play style. And yeah. And it's going to be more about what you want. It sounds like right is getting mm-hmm. guns for what they do. You know, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, instead of getting really a gun and then making it do what you want it to. Yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Like it was a good idea, but I definitely agree. It's kind of been. It didn't quite work out as intended. I don't think. Yeah. So we're gonna move on to Suros. And before we get into that, Fran wants me to read stuff. This is my sword. Not that part. Function is a given. It must be given form. Design is honed. Precision. Every curve, every line, every chamfer speaks to the Suros philosophy. Suros is elegance amidst brutality. All right, you got through it. I'll give you that. Paid for by the Suros market. <laughs> so now yeah. the important yeah. details. I imagine these ads like playing in the tower. So totally. I think it'd be totally fun. We should make some ads. Tactical analysis provided by sandbox designer John. Don't. Name I can't say. No, his was the easy one. Wisenuski. Wisenuski. If I take time and read it, I'm fine. Anyway, some say the best weapon for a guardian is the one that they can customize to match their intent. Suros believes in options, weapons that can be repurposed for a variety of combat situations. Suros talent grids offer two columns of two stat perks, granting more options for changing weapon stats than any other foundry. Mm -hmm. The single behavior perk is grounded in the middle of the talent grid as a focus point for the weapon's core potential. If you want a weapon that can flex from CQ to ranged, quick to powerful, fast handling to hard hitting, all with the swap of a few nodes, Suros. So Sean, you play a lot of PVP. Lots. That sounds like you can do a lot of customization on the Suros side. Like now hearing Bring about all of it, doesn't it sound there. like you would just want to have Suros stuff? Like, how do you think it'll pan out, you know? I mean, I'll bet you it will be the most customizable of them. This wasn't but... a rifle, by the way. Yeah. Well, we had that discussion yeah. about it possibly I thought it was a, a pulse. pulse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that's the auto rifle. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like of the three foundries, Suros will be the most customizable, but I think that that oversells how much customization you'll be able to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you're, you're going to find yourself in a position where, like, as much customization you can do, it won't be as good as if you were to use a weapon custom built for that one purpose. Right. Like a close quarters yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, and I think that's fair. Yeah. Like you'll this... gain some flexibility, but then you'll be like, you know what? I just like the pulse rifle yeah. from Hakka. Or like what you'll end up finding is it's kind of even built into their design philosophy there when, you know, Destin was reading the pillars. But like the Suros believes in options. I'll bet you that those guns will end up being kind of uh, jacks of all trades, but not a master of any, you know? Could be. Yeah, that I mean, that's sort of my point. Feels. Like, otherwise it could be very powerful. But Yeah. Um, so at E3, I got to use this rocket launcher. Yeah, I did and too. And the scout, or not the scout, the, uh, actually it's not on here, the um, pulse. Uh, the Suros pulse rifle was really good. Hmm. Like, I was stomping people in multiplayer with it. It was the go-to weapon for that day anyway. Yeah. And, I, and my question was a little loaded, is that everybody loves Suros. 
today. I like Everyone the name. I like the yeah. name. The rocket launcher had one round in it, though, and I never like that on a rocket launcher. No, you need at sure. least two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? uh, no tracking. It had proximity. You don't need tracking yeah. for PvP, though. Hmm? You don't need tracking for PvP, I though. like tracking with horseshoes. Well, it's nice in trials. You just need horseshoes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Tracking's a PvE thing, I think. Not necessarily. Horseshoes is great. You hit them with that tracking. They try and jump away. It tracks to them. Blows I think it depends up, on your play them. style, right? Like, yeah. If you're a good shot and you lead and someone's jumping into your – you know what I mean? It really depends, I think, on your, your play style. But Definitely preference. Anyway, what I was getting at is, is – I was just saying the Soros auto rifle is unequivocally, you know – I mean, it's an awesome gun. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no doubt about it. So I have a feeling these are going to get a lot of attention. Like, it's already oh, sure. a developed brand and idea. I so. also just love the idea of there being foundries. Now, like, because we had seen some consistency with guns in the past. Like, there was the Soros regime, which everyone loves. But then there were other, like, you know, there were some Even the Soros, Soros people used like, it two ways. They wouldn't level it for PvP, and they'd level it for PvE. Yeah. Totally. So. But what I meant was, like, you'd see other Soros guns pop up, but none of them were were yeah. noteworthy. Now we have like, this is a company or a foundry, a collective yeah. of people who designs guns a particular way. And now there's other foundries out there. Like it'd be cool if there's, you know, areas and NPC, it's just very kind They're of wrong. Diablo-esque or World yeah. of Warcraft-esque mm-hmm. to me to have these factions have specific guns and rewards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's early we, to We got to move on guys. So I got to cut you off, but I need your rating. So what's your favorite to least favorite? We- or least favorite um, to favorite. I love the design of Suros, so I mm-hmm. think that's my top one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm nope. kind of meh on the Haka stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm also kind of meh on the uh, Amalon stuff. Okay. Fran, you? Minus the sniper. The sniper's really cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to think about. I'm just going to have to go with style for now because I think well, it's just Well, that's all we're too, going or, Yeah, it's too We don't know enough to, about We perks. know some about the perk sets and stuff, but yeah. uh, I like... I tend to like stuff that's kind of in the middle, mm-hmm. and Amalon is there, and I like energy-based stuff. I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely into that. I'm gonna. Am I grading it like eight? Yeah, like F? what's your first and least be- worst? <laughs> but yeah, definitely uh, Amalon, then Suros, then Haka. Um, in terms of A design. through F, I got I got to hear it. use hundred points. Amalon, yeah. the Amalon weapons look absolutely phenomenal. We all like Suros. I like their design also, and then Haka. I think I think they're going to be the red herring. I think they're going to be really, really powerful weapons and kind of surprise. Yeah, and that's the point. Like you know? you're looking at design and you're yeah. like, eh, they look okay, and I, I kind of yeah. get what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But until you use it, yeah. it's kind of hard to to say you love it. So. We're grading the look of the weapons. Yeah, yeah, because and it know. is intended. We, we can't grade anything else. But that was my point: is it's intended to not look worth the best. putting out there. <laughs> Boom. You know, so it's not going to look the best, but that's the t- not what this is about in the end. The televisions transition us. So next up, we are going to talk about the Suros. Talking about Suros. Pre-order bonus thingy. Suros Arsenal Pack, I believe, yeah, the is what Suros, it's being referred to as. There it is right there on the television. Suros Arsenal Pack. It includes, it looks like a fire emblem, a minimalist shader, which I actually like, uh, and then some of the weapons that we saw earlier, including so this the Suros WSC-17, the Suros BNS-13, and the Suros PRR-11, which is an auto-pulse and scout. So this originally leaked through Game Informer, Game Informer well, Game and then Spot. Bungie posted it, right? And then DJ's is like, well, hold on, wait, it's not as bad as you guys Yeah, think. but it caused some confusion because it originally built it as a GameSpot only pre-order, but it turns stop, out stop, you can... Stop, stop, Game stop. GameStop pre-order yeah. bonus, but it turns out you can get it when you buy the physical or collector... Or you can buy or digital any edition. version of the game anywhere early. As long as you pre-order You it. get this. Yeah. 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 So it's just a bonus. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to wait until... 
January to just get it through the game. So actually on my show notes here, I actually have the update. Uh, early access to Soros Arsenal Pack is available starting 9-15-15. Soros Arsenal Pack can be attained by pre-order of digital and physical editions of Destiny the Taken King or by the purchase of the digital or physical collector's edition. Soros Arsenal Pack can also be attained through gameplay starting one one sixteen Next year. So that's next mm-hmm. year for anybody that doesn't get a pre-order bonus. Uh, Soros Arsenal Pack is not exclusive to any retailer or platform subject Good. to availability. Less so what does this mean? stuff, please. Exactly. It's really so what just... does it mean? The offer will be available to all players outside of the United States. It includes pre-order, pre-orders of the $40 and $60 editions, not just the collector's editions. And if yes, if you've already pre-ordered, you're already in. You got it. Yeah. And again, like break this down. These are weapons that you can get in the game anyway. In January. No, no, that's so you can purchase them and get them, right? The point is, and I'm Soros making an Arsenal assumption. Soros Arsenal Pack can be attained through gameplay starting one one sixteen. But I'm making an assumption that these are just part of the foundry. So I could be wrong that these are some exclusive I think they're Soros. exclusive for pre-orders. So you think the PRR-11, the BNS-13 might be totally exclusive? Yes. Okay, maybe you're right about that. I mean, that. that's what it says. That's what this update says. I thought it was just getting. I don't. A head start well, I on, don't. I actually this. don't think that you're totally out of the realm of possibility in saying that they're part they of the foundry. Drop. Yeah, I was thinking they yeah. might just drop and they yeah. could show up. But in the same for like, do you think that that shader and the emblem are exclusive? You know, technically, since there's some money exchanged, maybe it, maybe that's why it's held. Mm-hmm. But uh, the point is, you can you can get them later. But th- th- so you're gonna get a ton of different Soros weapons. I just think like we often find this like I don't know that these weapons will be that special that it's yeah that big a deal. So assuming that these are pre-order bonuses only, and you don't you can't get them until January first <clears throat> of next year, is this a good thing? Pre-order, pre-order bonuses and stuff like that in general I dislike because I just don't like pre-ordering stuff and it kind of forces you to, to have access to content before everybody else. Why At is- least now, one good thing they're doing though is they're telling you, hey, you can still get this in January. So it's not the end of the yeah. world. What well, was like the, um, what do they call the digital collector's pack that they added on yeah. after? I forgot the name of it now. Yeah. How do you guys feel about this stuff? Do you like that they're continuing this? Well, I mean, I'm just confused yeah. because the pre-order already went out and like they hadn't announced foundries yet. Now that they have, they're saying, well, okay, if you haven't pre-ordered yet, well, here's another reason to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you already did, you're getting it. I'm, I'm just getting confused. And what does that mean for Haka and Amalon? Like, are they not... Are they also going to have some kind of pre-order we packs? We will see. Like, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're saving those for later. I'm guessing yes. But anyway, I'm just confused, and, and to me, it's not special without mm-hmm. using the guns. And I, I don't care as much about emblems. The shader, maybe. I'd have to see it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about I don't. I'm on your side. I don't like pre-ordering things either, and I don't like being coerced to pre-order things with content. That's yeah. another thing that I don't like. Furthermore, I think what bugs me is that if they gave you an incentive to pre-order something months ago and then you're getting more now, it seems like in a way it's kind of devaluing the pre-order that you would have placed initially, right? Mm-hmm. Like why wouldn't I wait until the last possible minute to pre-order to make sure I know all of the content I'm getting yeah. for my pre-order? Yeah. Like it could go both ways, right? In this case, it's good because you're getting something, right? Mm-hmm. And if you already pre-ordered, then you're getting it anyway. But it's like what if you pre-ordered – a couple months ago, and then it turns out all of the reveals that you're getting for pre-order are really terrible, and you don't want any of that stuff. You've given them your money already, and yep. well, the it's funny kind of part a bad is situation for the consumer. What is a pre-order for? Mm-hmm. Initially, 
back it's in the to day. Gauge interest and well, no, make money. The yeah. reason a pre-order existed was to get your hand on the game in case it sold yeah. out. Yeah, which now with digital options doesn't stuff happen. Doesn't happen. So yeah. now pre-orders have become your commitment to buy the game early and support it. So with that out there, I'm leading to the question, which is, well, what would what should you be getting if you're a pre-order? Because if, at this the point, the game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's the point. Yeah. If I can get We're, it all digital, that's I'm gone. Like, Those I'm days are digital, gone. Those days are gone. But like, I think yeah. that's part of what this is about. Is like, okay, mm-hmm. if you're going to sign up early, we want to give you some rewards for being committed yeah. to getting the game. And this isn't on Bungie, by the way. This is an industry-wide problem yeah. with pre-order bonuses. Yeah, and Activision so, yeah. loves them. I mean, yeah. there's no. Yeah. I don't think there's anything. There. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to reward players who are inclined to pre-order something. Yeah. I do think that it's a very slippery slope, though, because you get into that pre-order bonus hoopla where like depending on which retailer you go to different content is available or not available and that is a major Mm -hmm. bummer definitely yeah Yeah, so i I definitely think it confuses the audience and i think that's a negative um and the immediate question is well if i don't pre-order or if you just miss it and you find out about this later it just kind of pisses you off hey where'd you get that gun oh i pre-ordered the game what well think of yeah where do i get it so we're not none of us here on this panel are in the position anymore but like think about a lot of the kids out there whose parents buy them these games for holidays or birthdays and who aren't necessarily as knowledgeable about what different Mm -hmm. pre-order bonuses are available Mm -hmm. from different uh you know retailers and such if you're a kid who's getting a gift like this and it's not the one you wanted like because your parents just don't know any better that's got to suck right and mm-hmm. you can't fault them for it you have to fault the retailer yeah. yeah i mean i'm generally okay with the aesthetics like i know in this game like if you don't get access to a certain shader it still kind of bothers you but but it's cosmetic but, but yeah. overall it's like oh you know you have that ghost with the stripes on it fine the cool. frontier ghost i got it yeah i but, got it too but the point I is never like use it. it doesn't bother me <laughs> that much because the aesthetic Guns that it like I said, if they're special or you can't get them on drop, that is going to be annoying. Um, but anyway, this is the pre-order problem across the. the Even if they're not guess. special, though, like that's a gameplay thing. Guns affect the gameplay directly, yeah. and that's just knowing that that I don't have that option bugs me. Uh, totally, yeah. We got it confuses the audience. We got to move on to the next thing. So everybody's kind of thumbs down on the whole pre-order thing. Yeah, if there's thumbs we're down, and we're just, a, we're a yeah, wavy hand in the pros air. and cons. For yeah, it. I don't like it as long as the guns don't cause problems with the balance and stuff obviously yeah. and i don't think they won't they will. they'll suck moving right. on <laughs> moving on so trials of osiris has now been made sort of a round robin of sorts for where, this week for this week only they said uh where you get to play on all the six maps maps included are black shield from left to right here hopefully you guys can make out the images but it's black shield burning trine pantheon the cauldron thieves den and widow's court mm-hmm. how do you feel about this this is a big I change think, this is i cool. think this is how trials should be all the time. I like that it was on one map initially, but this is exciting. This is going to make you change your strategy every time you're thrown into a new game. I think it's a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, after getting into it this weekend, I'll be able to render a verdict on whether or not I think it should be like that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I do think that it is really cool and awesome that they want to uh, set people off their strategy. You know, mm-hmm. like what's great about Trials is you find your crew and you get into a rhythm. You can kind of just run the same strategy, execute it over and over again. It gets easier and easier. This is going to force you to change it up every single time and go with differing strategies and uh, kind of really play it more by ear, which is cool and uh, dynamic for PvP. If you look at the heat maps, like everybody ends up in certain areas all the time, like yeah. usually where there's a sniper line and they just duke it out, especially on on the Pantheon, the two sniper spots, and then that back channel. 
you know? Yeah, which isn't necessarily yeah. a bad thing, I think, right? Because I'm if not you saying look it's at, bad. It's just interesting to see those heat maps and uh, how people play. Well, yeah, like part of part of what makes this so cool is like when you jump into a trials run and your goal is to go flawless, like you have a general strategy that you tweak based on who you're playing and what happens in the game, but you stick to it most of the time. Yeah. This is just going to change... Like now you're not going to be able to rely on that strategy from one map to the next. It's going to have to change, which is mm-hmm. cool because it's going to force you to play more dynamically and a little bit more, I would call it twitchy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I actually think this, you know, it breaks the intention of Trials of Osiris, which is, yeah, so like you said, Sean, you refine your team and your strategy. And sure, if you've been playing enough, you know, maybe you've got strategies on these maps um, that you can just Burning jump, jump in and it. do That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> but but my point is like it breaks the idea that you continue to refine it. You got to get to like nine and zero if you want to do it. Mm-hmm. That's what it's really about. Um, so mixing it up is going to be really interesting. So meaning I think it'll be a lot of fun. And someone like me, like I actually don't love the trials experience. Um, it's mostly about time. I like trials, but I'm like man, really I got to spend a lot right? of time in there. I got to have the crew. Friendships are destroyed as well. <laughs> yeah, like it's just and it's a lot I of drama. I played with Fran for... and I didn't talk to him for a month. No, <laughs> exactly. I'm just kidding. But no, like, and so I love it and all, but my point is, for me, this is actually inviting to, like, maybe have a chance to jump in and everybody kind of thrown off. But I do think in the long run, Trials is not really about that. Um, so meaning I loved this idea when it was, when I hadn't played it at all mm-hmm. before it came out. Now that I have played it, I'm like, I don't know that this would work on a weekly basis, you know, to... Yeah. Until you've memorized every map and your same crew is joining. Otherwise, you have I, no chance to refine, and then you're just going to be all over the place. Which, again, I think will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But I do think it kind of ruins the idea of how you're going to get consistently to 8-0 or whatever. I, I went 9-0 and with all my characters once, and then it's like, do you want to play again? I'm like, no. It's yeah. too stressful. So, it's too stressful. It so and that's the upside. It suddenly yeah. becomes like this... Mm-hmm. Um, middle ground of the high intensity, but also there's that randomness. It's for high level players. Yeah. I actually got in an argument with some guy on Twitter who thinks that anybody who's played Trials and gone nine and zero should not be put back in the general pool. Why? Because they're too good. Oh. I totally disagree. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and it's nonsense. just like yeah. you get you'll never get better. Be, you yeah, get paired you get up based on your out skill of content level. for being yeah. good. Yeah. Well, they the should be put. They should be work. put in a separate pool where all the Trials players go. No. That was it's, his theory. I thought he was crazy. I'm like, you're nuts. Like, that is a terrible solution. And so, by the way, oh, just yeah. to clarify that completely, the the irony is I will be way more enticed to play this version of Trials. Yeah. So, meaning for what it was designed for, I feel I, like this isn't it. But for me, I totally want to play the random maps. I've heard <laughs> Trials has gotten a little bit more laid back. Like, yeah. not as intense. Because everybody, that first week, everybody wanted to be 9-0. and Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Still not an easy thing to accomplish. Like, um... Most of the time, I won't do it on my first try. I, I do flawless every week on both my characters, hmm. and well, lati da. <laughs> well, it's just like I still don't have my messenger. Like that's the reason. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I got two of those. Yeah, <laughs> like I have, the first week. I got I got Jewel of Osiris like four times in a row, and I'm like, what which one's messenger? Is it's the pulse rifle. Oh yeah. It's like very very strong in PvP. Okay. Uh, like my, I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Is in my experience, I fight against Thorn. Uh, I fight against. Last word, and I fight against the messenger. Those three more than any other gun, especially in trials. All that's going to change. Going to change. Yeah. I said that yeah. Word. But when they tune everything. Yep. But yeah. I think like uh, I don't know if it's gotten more laid back. I think people have gotten a little bit more accustomed to the pace of it. And this is what's really cool is that it's going to adjust the pace. Like you're going to go in with a strategy. You're going to execute on that strategy, 
and that next match you're not going to be able to use that same strategy again. Mm-hmm. Or you'll ra- – I guess you could random the same map again, right? Like it's not necessarily guaranteed that you can't yeah. random it. It's a pool of it maps now. But uh, it's just – it's going to force you to play more dynamically and a little so, bit more off the cuff. Thumbs up, thumbs up cool. or thumbs down, John? Uh, I'm thumbs up on this, but yeah. I'm not going to say that this is the way it should be going forward yet. I'm thumbs up. I love this. I might play this weekend. Yeah. Might try it out. Fran, you? I think it's smart that they do this every once in a while, but I think, again, for what Charles is supposed to be, you probably want to keep it the same. That is a non-answer. Let's thumbs get up you, or thumbs meaning down. Meaning every once in a while it's okay, but keep it one map. We're, we're using the grading scale of thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, this week, thumbs up. All right, there we go. Let's get you flawless <laughs> on Xbox, Destiny. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all we have time for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I'm glad you're you're still coming to the podcast every week. Fran, yeah. sell them some the stuff. The show, the... Yeah, sell them some, That's right. I'm like the... <laughs> Yeah, I always have like the uh, the taglines and stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, as always, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, uh, as the podcast, he- head to iTunes, give us a review. Otherwise, be sure to catch us on the Xbox app, our PS4 app, our YouTube channel, and otherwise, um, always on IGN. And then uh, go to yeah. ign.com slash store. That's right. Oh, yeah, the T-shirts. Yeah. I'm wearing Taking King T-shirt today. Yeah, you can get but, that on Bungie.net. Which how, you but, got that at E3, right? Yeah, I got it. I missed out on I don't think they that. sell that one. Yeah, I'm not sure know. that they sell this one. Yeah. So if you're watching... Too bad for you. Um, <laughs> but we do have Fireteam Chat t-shirts as well. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. just go.ign.com slash store. We've seen some people rocking the shirts on Twitter and otherwise. So thank you guys so much for supporting yeah. us on the show. And I like the look of the t-shirts. They're great. Got anything to plug, Sean? Uh, follow Twitter. me on Twitter at I'm Finnegan. Add me up on Xbox Live, Finnegan yeah. space II. I run trials a lot, and mm-hmm. I'm always looking for new people who are uh, interested in playing at a high level to come play with me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, let's run some Crucible and Raid and all that stuff. I play a lot of Destiny, so add me up. Fran, you want to plug your tag? Yeah, just find me at Fran Mirabella on Twitter, and uh, we'll make the rest happen from there. At Destin Legary. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. I hope you liked the episode. And until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Nailed it! Yeah! I did it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.